0: Thank you. Alright, peeps, welcome this week to the AEW Insider. This is the March 25th slash 26th edition, whenever I get a chance to edit and upload it. But as always, I am your host, Lee Bentz, and I thank you so, so much for joining us. Let's get right into some AEW news. Uh, Cody Rhodes has been filing a lot of trademarks, some being the American Nightmare, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, The Prince of Wrestling, Bash at the Beach, Battle Bowl, and more. He's saying he's not trying to take them from WWE or even do anything with a lot of them. He's just trying to get some of his dad's cattle back. Saying a lot of stuff that belonged to his father he wants to get back under the road's name. Uh, Eve Wrestling tweeted out to him and they said they have a pay-per-view every January named Battle Bowl. And would like to continue using that name. They asked him to look the other way uh, this upcoming January. They said they did not want another cease and desist letter like WWE sent them over a pay-per-view they tried putting on called She-Viver series. WWE are such dicks, aren't they? Cody replied to them, I don't mind at all. You have a great show, meaning you had no problem. You wish WWE was more like that. If they opened the doors of communication, they'd be even bigger than they are, which if that's even hard to believe. We just got to hope once Triple H takes over that he starts working with a lot of people, which I think he will. All right, this week's Road to Double or Nothing episode number eight was awesome as always. It gets better every episode. I truly mean that. It kicked off with the Bucks showing up in Mexico and taking the A Lucha Libre titles from the Lucha Brothers and cutting a sweet promo after. Then they showed Cody in the ring with a few A wrestlers, or Lucha wrestlers, and they junked him and left him lying in the ring which is crazy. His knee still isn't that good. It was a somber mood when the news got back to the AEW offices. Uh, they cut the Brandy uh, cutting to her new signing. She actually signed Allie from Impact Wrestling, who was a huge star there with a good girl and bad girl bunny and demon uh, excuse me demon bunny persona for years. AEW is playing zero games. They are gonna be huge. I mean, it's too sweet. They have their scouts out there, their ears to the ground when contracts are coming up, unhappy people in a business. Allie is a big get for the female division. They let her shine a little and told her history, what have you, and how excited she was and when she got uh and when she got the news of being part of aew then they cut to brandy on the phone with dave Malinkin of the aka the ace of belts he is designing aew titles they went over the belt design and brandy kept making sure he understood that the title would be big you can make it out a tad bit through the piece of paper she was holding but not very good she asked him if it was going to be bigger, bigger than the other belt in a mid-South North American title. They cut to a promo of the Lucha Brothers Furious, talking a lot of smack about the history with the Bucks and how they vowed to win their titles back. Uh, that, that That's going to be amazing. And that belt, The excuse me, the the AEW main heavyweight title is going to be amazing, a crown jewel, and I can't wait for it to be revealed. Uh, going back to Allie, they let us send in a little something something. They were getting her a new outfit design for AEW, and the woman designing them was Sandra. If you're a WWE follower, Sandra was their seamstress for years, she's the older black woman who worked for WWE. I heard she retired, maybe she got fired, but she is the main woman who's been doing costumes for years for WWE, and now she's doing it for AEW. AEW. Like I said, my boys are playing zero games. Now now on to the episode of Being the Elite. It was great this week as always. It also kicked off with the Bucks in Mexico winning the AAA titles for the Lucha Brothers. Then a cut to the journey of how they got there. Uh, They had Brandon Cutler tagging along with them and filming them. He grew up and started in the biz with the Bucks, but he backed out as they made it big and he just went back to make a family. He got back in the business in the last few years. And in my opinion he had a really nice showing at the Over the Battle Royal and at all in last year. And I think he will be in this one this year also. It chilled them at the airport and them noticing they had missed calls from Chris Jericho. If they're anything like the one he left Cody last week on a road to nothing, it will not be good. S C U is great as always. They had a great skit. Uh, there was an up-and-coming wrestler asking them to watch one of his matches. They are still acting like they're all big-time Hollywood and bougie. It is hilarious. They told them they did not have time because they are too busy and famous, uh, pretty much. And if he comes as a big star one day, they might watch him. The camera then comes up to Nicole Foley. Uh, She looked at them, shaped her head, and said, you guys change, you know, Nick Foley's daughter, and then she walked out of the locker room. Now, that might be a way of telling us that AEW assigned Nicole Foley. That would be awesome since WWE passed on her. I bet you AEW scooped her up. She is a true fan and a future star. She will be great. Uh, They rehashed the same Joey Ryan skit again. This time, the Bucks' dad tried beating them up because he was looking for the Bucks to show, Uh, and And then uh, they cut the the Bucks listening to Jericho's voicemail. You can tell by the voice messages that he's trying to split up the Bucks, I believe. He was saying that Matt is the real star and he should go on his own, yada, 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 which is crazy and he said the same thing on Nick's. Hmm, this is going to get good. It showed the Bucks doing a commercial to hire a new wrestler who will play a librarian. And everybody's on Twitter that show and that showing their videos and all that, trying to be this librarian character, which is great. I thought it was a joke, but it's not. So if you think, it would make a, if you, think you would make a great librarian, contact them on Twitter, what have you. They'll take a 60-second video. Uh, it showed the Bucks talking to each other, asking if Jericho called them. Nick said yes, and he just said that Jericho wished him luck and congrats matt said he said the same thing so both of them are not telling each other that jericho wants them to go solo uh which is bad because they're hiding it from each other so it might actually happen in the future if you can get in their heads and if anybody can get in their heads it's definitely to go jericho uh they then snuck a uh, jericho cruise plug in in a very funny way then it cut back to scu you can't get enough of scu for me in an episode but it showed them at a tri- They showed them talking to Triple A Lucha star. I, mean, I don't know if he's champion still, an ex-champion, but Sammy Guevara has been making a cameo the last couple of weeks. They were all talking to him, all giving each other props. When they walked away, they said they hate them. How come everybody hates that guy? They all act nice to his face, but once he leaves, they can't. Tell you. They, just, they just talk smack on him. Uh, they cut the Hangman Page working out, trying to get in shape for a full gear, doing a full gear challenge, which is very funny. They can cut to a vignette of the Buck winning the titles again for like the third time this episode, all right? We've seen they won. We're happy like enough. Then they had Jimmy Havoc in the background locker room talking to somebody and MJF entering. Uh, he began being rude to them for no reason and telling Havoc that he can't believe AEW signed him. Havoc was about to beat him with a chair and was stopped. Then MJF said, do you want to keep your job? All I have to do is tell Cody what happened and you're gone like that. And he snapped his fingers. The whole time that was going on, they were cutting to Cody in his hotel room and his ear was ringing and he was like shaking his ear and then he cleaned his ear out. And then he actually did the famous, the famous, famous, uh, excuse me. Uh, it's not a picture, but the famous shot when Cody puts his hand to his ear and they zoom in from when he hears an important piece of information. So MJF has been terrorizing people for years, I mean, months, including his wife, acting nice to Cody, using him and talking shit behind his back. MJF said, I wonder what that Mark's doing right now, Try, probably trying to find a way to put himself over at double or nothing. As soon as he said that, they zoomed in Cody. He heard him with his ear, and he had a look on his face like he was going to kill him. So Cody got a new shot, getting news from his ear, and uh, MJF's going to be dead, which is great because I love MJF. He's the best heel in the game right now, one of them, but he's been a real douche lately. Uh, the Elite were at the video reveal. They were at the Chicago uh, Electronic Showcase or Comic Showcase this weekend. They had an insightful panel. They did two of them, which are really good. They posed with the original Johnny Cage, Sonya Blade, and Jackson Mortal Kombat. You can see that on Twitter. Plus, when they were in their panel, somebody asked about the video game, and they were saying how uh, NWO Revenge, No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000 were their best games, and the Young Bucks pretty much confirmed they are going to have an AEW game, and it's going to be the same engine of the classic games that everybody likes. So it's like IKEA or Akai, the Wrestlemania 2000 and W.O. Revenge. They're like, hey, yeah, that would be real cool if we work with the creators if we found them and they were working on a game from us with that same engine back in the day. And the way they were saying it is that they are doing it. So not only are we going to get an awesome AEW game, it's going to be done by the best game makers of wrestling game makers of all time. So people stay tuned. It's going to be on. AEW is building a Steam and they're rolling, baby. I'm doing my best to be at that July pay per view, the fight for the survivors, or whatever, to get back. I got WrestleMania week coming up. I'm going to tell you the agenda at the end of the show so far, and then once I get back, I'm saving to get out to the AEW pay per view in Jacksonville in July, so I can cover that for you guys. All right, now on to some WWE news. Paul Heyman, has promised, the Beast Arca- uh, Excuse me, the Beast incarnate Brock Lesnar appeared. They said Brock was going to be there this week. The crowd boosts him badly. They are sick of him not being there. Heyman starts talking about it, Drew- starts talking, and Drew McIntyre comes out. Drew McIntyre was talking that talk until Seth Rollins hit him from behind with a chair, revenge for what he did to his shield brother Roman last week. He hit him like eight times, and he hit him very hard. They are trying to portray Seth as unhinged, like he's going all crazy because he can't believe. It. Happen. He's had enough. And he could take on Brock if he's like that. Uh, he went into the ring chair in hand, and Brock and Heyman taunted him from the outside, and they went backstage laughing at him. They then showed Bobby Lashley beat Balor for his IC title. Then he and him and Leo rushed backstage, getting ready for a match and basking in it. They were getting ready to fight Balor as opponents of choice, and he chose Braun Strowman. So last they had, oh, excuse me, Bobby Lashley won Finn Balor's title, which anybody couldn't believe. They showed that. And then, uh, Finbella Finn Balor got to pick a partner, so of course he chose Braun Strowman to fight them. It was a crappy throwaway match. A cool spot was Leo hitting Braun with a frog splash, and in the, on- in the end, Braun and Finn won, of course. They showed Rousey going heel last week, and when the- her and her hubby were arriving backstage this week, a ref and a ton of guards-, the guards stopped her and told her that they were there to stop her from going rogue again. She scoffed at them. Then they had Alexa Bliss's talk show, and her guest was Elias. Elias claimed that he was going to be the musical entertainment for WrestleMania this year, which I highly doubt. No way Jose's conga line came out, and then <clears throat> the joke snuck and then, uh, excuse me, Jose snuck in from behind, which is crazy. Revenge for last week for what Elias did to him. A match ensued after that. Jose is so stupid. He's got his hair, uh, excuse me, dyed all green now to match the horrible outfit. Uh, Jose's conga line cheered very loudly the entire time. Outside the ring, and the Elias hit him with a vicious elbow drop off the top ropes. He almost fell off the ropes right before he left off. Then he hit the drift away and got the one, two, three. They then had Kurt Angle and Chad Gable fight, which was amazing given their Olympic wrestling backgrounds. Kudos, WWE. Kudos. Of course, they had the WWE and excuse me, the WWE and Gale, excuse me, and Gable for letting him win. Uh Kurt Angle did beat Chad Gable. Chad Gable would destroy in this day and age, but it it was a dream for Chad Gable to actually wrestle Kurt Angle, as I said. So that is amazing. Uh, then uh, what you call it? Um, next came the women's tag team champions with, with Sasha and Bailey. Yuck. They talked about seeing the iconics on SmackDown tomorrow, and they started to talk about Mania. They were interrupted by Natty and Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix said she's coming out of retirement for a shot at those belts at Mania. It's dumb if you ask me. It's lame. Sasha so and Natty fought until Nia and Tamina came out. Nia was talking that talk while Tamina snuck her. And snuck the ladies and left them lying at ringside. Mojo Riley cut another promo backstage. Uh, next up, King Ricochet and Jinder Mahal. It was a boring throwaway match, and King Rick won a course. Uh, Rowdy Ronnie came to the ring and they cut to a commercial. Seth was backstage talking about Drew hurting his brothers and how he would pay, how they would pay. Uh, they then showed Dan Brooke backstage getting interviewed. Damn baby, my, excuse me, Dana Brooke, I apologize, this is all types crazy. Uh, my baby has been hitting the gym. She lost all that baby belly weight, and she has no baby. She is sexy AF. She said how it only takes three seconds to change it all, saying she could beat Ronda. Ronda had her out in the ring. She tapped her so long, so hard and long to act like she broke Dana Brooke's arm. Uh, security surrounded Ronda Rousey. Her husband pulled her over the barrier because he was at ringside, and they left her the back while she was tearing. It was stupid. Uh, they had Trip, uh Excuse me, Batista uh, live from his home in Florida. He said he hates Triple H because he used him as muscle, like an Evolution, as a big dummy for back to up, and he just feels used. And now he has world fame and he's a movie star, and he's gonna end his interring career. And then he threw them out of his office. Uh, cut the Bronze Stage, Bronze showman backstage, and he talked about how he's going to hurt them. Uh, assuming the Saturday Night Live guys. It's so stupid, that thing, too. Uh, if you didn't see, Saturday Night Live guys said something about wrestling being a fake. Braun gripped them up. They sent him a brand new car last week. He destroyed it. Luxa told them to be cool. He said he would, but as soon as he gets ticked off or they be disrespectful, he's going to hurt them. So it was dumb. Uh, What's your call? Let me see. All right, so uh, let me see. Drew McIntyre. uh, came out talking I talk about Roman and the Shield saying it's his yard now and he challenged Roman to a match at Wrestlemania which is going to be an awesome match Seth came out on the screen and said what I did earlier was for my brothers this is for me. He was running to the ring, Drew met him at the ramp and they started exchanging fists. It was a great match with a lot of spots. Then Brock's music hit so Seth looked to the ramp and when he turned around he got hit with the Claymore kick. The one, two, three. Drew McIntyre won and Paul and Brock came out to the ramp and started of laughing. All right, we're going to take a break right now. We come back, we're going to finish up SmackDown, and we got some Impact Wrestling news, some Ring of Honor news, uh, what you call, uh, and just, you know, great stuff. So definitely got to pay the bills right now. Don't mind me. It's been a while. I'm a little rusty. I got a lot of personal stuff going on. But like I said, if you don't let me down, I won't let you down. And this is the AEW Insider, your host Lee Benz, and we'll be right back. All right, Pete, we're back right where we left off. We the to pay the bills. Definitely check out BlackTucks.com if you need a suit for any special event. And Anchor Podcasting for all your amazing podcast needs. All right, we'll pick up where we left off on this some SmackDown news. We had some great great SmackDown highlights. Uh, the Iconics cheating to one a shot in a three-way women's tag team match for the Belts at Mania. I love it. AJ Styles cut a backstage promo on Randy Orton. Said he might not be the one who built this yard, But he will be the one to burn it down the house KO had his TV talk show and invited the man Becky Lynch and Rick, uh, Charlotte Flair out. He said, cut the crap, no talking, you ladies hate each other, and what we want is the fight. My name is Fight KO Fight, you guys need to fight. And that's really what ensued. They beat the living crap at each other in, in the ring and outside the ring. Uh, the Miz came out after he caught, caught, he gave one of the best promos that he ever has done. Actually, he opened his show, I believe. He did one of the best promos he's ever done. Uh, it was the best one in a long time. The crowd was so behind him insane that shane and him won't be fighting at mania but shane is going to be the heel next vince put kofi in a one versus five elimination match we had to take on five people if he beat all five he got a shot at daniel Bryan for the belt uh, excuse me, first it was Sheamus, he beat him, then Cesaro, he beat him, then Eric Roman, he beat him, then Samoa Joe, he actually beat them, and last but not least was the Viper, Randy Orton. Kofi beat him with a small package. Then Vince came out to congratulate him and told him that he if uh, he is uh, told him that he is going to fight, uh, excuse me, he's, if he wants to go to Mania to fight Daniel Bryan, he has to beat his last opponent, which is crazy. The fans and people backstage were irate. He was so beat up and tired, and then the new Daniel Bryan came out. People went crazy. Daniel Bryan destroyed him, and Kofi's not going to mania. Even though in the end, we know he will. Everybody wants it. Which is going to be insane. Like, I love Kofi and all that. It's going to be crazy, especially if he wins, man. But that would be real cool because Daniel Bryant, years ago with the Yes Movement, when he won, how everybody was behind him. If Kofi actually gets there and Daniel's cool enough to drop that strap to him, the place is going to go absolutely insane. And we're going to be there. Uh, On the NXT. uh, Big news in NXT, and it makes me very happy WWE screwed up again with their advertising. If you watched NXT last week, you've seen that they had a fatal five-way match. Whoever wins fights Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship at TakeOver New York, which Thomas Ciampa had to relinquish due to injury. The match had a Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole Bebe, Matt Riddle, Ricochet, and Alistair Black. My dog Adam Cole, Bay stole the win. Now WWE has advertised a live event of either for April twenty seventh or May twenty seventh after WrestleMania on April seventh, and they said they're gonna have a champion versus champion match, which was the Velveteen Dream and your new NXT champion. Adam Cole, baby. That's right. Spoilers here, baby. I'm so happy my doll's getting his chance. He's one of the best in the game right now, and uh, his faction is the best faction in the game right now. Speaking of them, I hear they might get a female member. It's going to be Roddick Strong's real-life wife and UFC four-horsewoman stablemate Marina Schaefer. Also announced for NXT New York is the next UK champ Pete, the NXT UK champ Pete Dunn versus their newest megastar, Walter. I'm a huge Dunn mark, but this Walter guy is so over. The crowd loves him. I hate to say it, but I think he will finally be the one to take that belt from Dunn at TakeOver. Now, the New Day is pulling an angle online and Twitter, acting like they're going to leave WWE. I've seen Big E cut a real serious promo. They don't say it, but pretty much that black people aren't going to get a push ahead. They realize how far they're going to get in the WWE and they're not satisfied with it. So he's thinking about leaving. Then Xavier Woods said they had skills in other places like video games and all that, which he has this amazing show up, up, down, down on YouTube. You got to check out and he can go do that. So they're sitting there acting like they're leaving, but you know they're not going to. Uh, let me see. I don't. I mean, Kofi's gonna get a shot at at the mania, but I don't think it's just gonna be him and Daniel Bryan. I think they're gonna put a third big name into the mix. To be honest, uh, WWE is selling their infamous home office building, the Titantron Towers in Connecticut, which is insane. The move will take place in two thousand twenty one. You know their new digs are gonna be absolutely top notch and awesome. I can't wait to see where it is and how it looks. They were in the tower for thirty four years. It's a sad day, man. And we're very great on air tv moments and behind the scene moments that they filmed the titan towers and showed us uh john cena is confirmed for wrestlemania 35 but who he's gonna wrestle we still don't know yet and there's still we don't know about an undertaker either undertaker a uh, what you call it two hints that he's gonna be a mania even though they're not saying it yet which is nuts maybe it'll be a surprise for john cena what they did last year hopefully it'll be a little bit longer But two hits for Mania is that they showed a picture of Undertaker on Twitter playing Go Fish with his kids, and his hair was dyed black. He only dyes his hair black when he's coming back for wrestling, like WrestleMania, because he's really a redhead. And then also last week, the trucks that said WrestleMania for WWE had Undertaker's picture on it. So we are assuming that he's coming back, but we don't know who, and there's like 10 days left till Mania, so who knows? Ridiculous, or something like that. It's it's crazy. Oh, excuse me, 14 days. I apologize. Uh, Matt Hardy's new YouTube show which I talked about on my podcast last week is awesome check it out all the past episodes of my podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Play iTunes, Breaker, what have you if you do not see me post a video definitely check out my podcast I always do one. Anywho I love his new videos they're amazing. In the past few weeks he's brought back Big Money Matt this week he did Woken Matt with the word of the week uh, and then he did a version, Matt Hardy version 1 promo it was very cool. I like what he's doing on his own, and we all know how, world that, how well that worked out for him and brother Nero last time they did it on their own. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Impact was just so-so this week. We had Millie Mac, Willie Mack retaining his title. That guy is awesome. I love me some Willie Mack. It also had Moose getting revenge on Trey of the Rascals. The Rascals are awesome, and kudos to Impact for signing them and putting them together and letting them shine solo also. Good stuff, Impact. Trey had a, uh, excuse me, a tad bit to shine and he had some really nice spots but Moose was too agile and powerful for him. Then they had Eddie Edwards. As I said last week, I love this whole team up of Eddie Edwards and Eli Drake. It's very cool and I also said last week in my podcast that Eddie Edwards should kiss Sam Callahan's feet for breaking his eye socket with that bat. It made him a star. Anyway, Eli Drake hit Eddie's opponent while the ref was had his back turn with Eddie with the kendo stick and allotted Eddie the win. It showed Johnny impact cutting a promo against Brian Cage. He said he will shut his big meathead mouth in Toronto. Uh, Said fans did not mean anything to him anymore. The only thing that means anything to him are his title and his wife. Then my dog Sammy Callahan lost to Rich Swan. Yo, they had a crazy spot. Rich was kind of on his knees, and Sammy was above him. Sammy spit in his face. It went right in Rich Swan's mouth because you see him spit his spit out of his mouth. It was all of his face. It was disgusting. Uh, he lost the match, which was crazy. Rich Swan was lucky he got to keep his bum title. Sammy attacked him after the match, but he was about to hit Swan with a chair. Swan hit him with a trouble in paradise, a la Coffee Kingston man. Then the giant came to. A ring and went after Swan. Once revealed that was the WWE's original Sanity member. They used to have a real tall guy in Sanity, and they replaced him with that fat guy. Well, he's in. His name is Madman Fulton now in Impact Wrestling. He destroyed Rich Swan and helped Sammy do the same to Swan. Also, he then opened his vest and showed that he was the newest member of OVE baby, which is effing awesome. Willie Mack then came out to help his boy Rich Juan and got his key k- teeth kicked down his throat for his troubles. Don't ever get an OVE business. All right, NWA Wrestling highlighted the Crockett Cup. They had a qualifying match that showed WWE tag team uh, Willie Mack and Jeff Cobb versus the Briscoes. It was a qualifying match Whoever won got to be in the Crockett Cup. I really liked the match. I was excited that they started the Crockett Cup again. Uh, It's going to be gone at the end of April. In the end, the Briscoes won, of course. I mean, Cobb and Mack are great, but the Briscoes are a true tag team and built for the Cup. It ended with a vignette of Marty Skrull challenging Nick Aldis for his title. That's going to happen that night also. It's going to be a barn burner that match. Uh, Ring of Rana had a great match for their weekly Thursday throwback this week. Uh, it was the Young Bucks versus Red Dragon. If you don't know who Red Dragon is, it's actually Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish from Undisputed in WWE. That's who they were before it on the Indies, and they are effing awesome. One of the best tag teams ever. People have no idea what a squad and talent that Undisputed is, has under its wings also. I said earlier they're about to get UFC Women's to the group, and if those rumors are turned to truth, it's going to be on. It was a heck of a match. I mean, how could it not be with those teams in a ring? Great spots and a lot of back-and-forth action. It also had a great cameo by now NXT Women's Champ Shayla Baszler. In the end, Red Dragon won with their finisher Chasing a Dragon. It was a 17-minute kick-ass match. you got to definitely check it out. You can check out some other ones, too. They had, like, Okada versus Roddick Strong, which is crazy. Uh, And you could tell how old that was because they said that Okada just beat AJ Styles for the new Japan belt, and it actually had Nigel McGinnis on commentary. So definitely check out Ring of Honor Throwbacks for Throwback Thursdays because they really, really are cool. Uh, just a little bonus. Oh, uh, well, no, I did that last week for you guys. All right, well, that's pretty much it, you know. Uh, well, I did my agenda last week for you too. Yeah, so WrestleMania Week's coming up. We still got all that planned. Like I said, we're going to be going to Impacts United. We stand Thursday night in Jersey. We're going to be at WrestleCon two days. I'm gonna be at Pancake and Power Drivers Three. Joey Rodman's first annual Penis Party, WrestleMania, the Bullet Club Block Party, and WrestleMania Access. So definitely check out the YouTube channel and this podcast. So, you know, like a couple days after, it's going to take me a little bit to edit it to see all the cool stuff that we did. Uh, definitely check me out every week, man. You know, you get, the podcast does awesome. The YouTube show doesn't do that good, but hopefully it'll gain some steam. I'm going to record the video next. But the podcast does super sweet, and I can't thank you guys so much. So remember, definitely definitely check out the AEW insider on Anchor Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, Breaker Radio, what have you. Also, check us out on Facebook. We have a group and then also the WFW fan group. Check me out on Twitter. Uh, everywhere, man. You know what I mean? And definitely check out the YouTube videos too. It's the AEW Insider. And if you want all WWE news, definitely check out Jabber Jabber Wrestling Universe. My boy Two Tooth over there does an amazing job. Uh, but definitely, like I said, thank you guys so much. I'm still looking for a few male co-host, you can do it from where you're, where you're at I could do it here, you gotta have a lot of knowledge of wrestling, and I think we'll bounce really good off each other, and it'll make the show a bit lo- longer and interesting and it would be great to have a female's point of view, so hit me up, you know, Facebook Twitter, what have you, AEW Insider and uh, peeps, I'll be back next week, I want to thank you guys again for joining me, and I'll see you soon Ciao